you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Fantasy freaks and geeks. What's up? We welcome you into the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. James Go here with you, joined alongside by the Wiz Kid from Wisconsin, Alex Gelhar. What's cracking? What's cracking? What's cracking? Oh, something's cracking. You, 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 come, you come to me oh, this morning I see. With, a, with a what's cracking. How <laughs> dare you, <James>. Wow. <laughs> Tension in this room right now? <laughs> It's it's hot and heavy. It's a, okay. it's, uh, it's word choice is important, folks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have the wide receiver prognosticator Matt Harmon in the building. What's going on? I've got two annoyances in my life. Okay. Right now. Uh, only one, two, of, one of them. Only me. two. Only t- well. Only I mean, two. just just like f- outside of the other normal stuff. <laughs> okay. So last night, yeah. I get off work. Okay. At you know, after being here for twelve hours. Yeah. Get up to the roof where I have parked my car. Yes. Get in my car. It doesn't start. Oh, no. Which no. is like, I think, probably bottom five worst places for a car to. That, by the way, that sounds that's the start of a horror film right there. You, you leave work. You go to the roof. The horror, fi- the horror films. I was just. I think I was just gonna just jump off the roof. Okay. This was such a big problem. But so I. So I. I had to just leave it there overnight because I, I couldn't get the tow truck in last night. And I don't even know what I'm gonna do about it. Maybe just buy a new car. I don't just know. Just light it on fire. Okay. That's what. I, well, because I asked him yesterday. I'm like, so can I? I went to security. I'm like, can I get a tow truck up there? And they're like, well, it's kind of late. I'm like, okay. Well, what do you? What do you want me to do about it? Like, I can either leave it up there for the rest of time, or I can blow it up. I mean, there's that. I think leaving it up there for the rest of time would actually. Should be pretty fun. I think you should get the uh, Jawas to come in and disassemble it. And yeah, yeah. Parts and run away. <laughs> I was like, we could also get a, a, a truck up there of people, and they could take it apart <laughs> and just piece by piece bring it down, reassemble it, 
take it to the shop. I don't know what. So that I, seems I have, efficient. I have no idea what I'm going to do about that. That seems efficient. And uh, my second problem yes? is oh. a tweet I sent out yesterday. What's the tweet you sent? About <laughs> I said, speaking of Galhar's um, cracking issues, mm-hmm. we've now lost arguably the best quarterback, yep. the best running back, yes, the best have. wide receiver, David and Johnson. the best defensive lineman in the game. Odell Beckham. Is Aaron Rodgers JJ the won. best though? So this is the problem. <laughs> you know, there's, I love Twitter, but there's there's one thing. If there's two things I hate about Twitter. It's yeah. people arguing in my mentions, not with me, mm-hmm. arguing with each other. And right. two, people making the same joke over and over again. And obviously, this tweet has you know blown up, and I, that's a lot of what I'm getting. So my you're a Twitter are, veteran. You should know. Don't, I, why are you crying about this in the podcast? I, <laughs> no, look, sometimes bad things are going to happen, but you know they're going to happen. But they happen, and we have to talk about how annoying it is. <laughs> so <laughs> I got great. problems. Do we? Do we, though? Uh, we've got the Magical Beard of Fantasy Matt franchise in the building. What's up? I'm excited that my Steelers went into Arrowhead and beat the undefeated Chiefs team yesterday. The so most I'm pride and high. The most predictable yeah. Steelers win of the season. <laughs> Get smacked around by the Jaguars, go on the road against right. the only undefeated team, and then play up to their no, opponent and get no a win. More, no more drama in that locker room no, after none. a big win. Nope, none. They're moving on. Zero, Zero. Looking drama. forward. Zero drama. Big Ben is back. He's elite again. No, tra- oh. no trade rumors swirling God. at all. No, Zero. No. None. Martavis Bryant tweeted that yeah. he, he, he likes being a Stealer. That's true. He, and he buried it. I mean, he put it on Twitter.com. So that's because they, prob- they probably buried him because he has no leverage to ask for such a thing. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, we also it, have- it was nice. I'm excited. Yes, producer Chris in the building. What's up? Good morning, guys. Hey, my, my car didn't start this morning either. So oh. shout out to the, the Uber guy with the huge Raiders sticker in his back windshield oh, for the ironic, ride back yeah. to, to Culver City today. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, that's ironic. It was, yeah, it didn't start this morning. I, th- I thought I was going to get here No, but the time. fact that you got an Uber with the with the Raiders I, after I, after the Chargers beat the Raiders? I, I I threw in a little. I just said, oh, man, tough game last night. I mean, he didn't he didn't have much to say. But uh, anyway, it was fun. Beautiful. <laughs> you beautiful. trolled him. <laughs> I love it. Nice. Uh, big show in front of us here today. We're going to get to your top performers. We will get to your biggest disappointments. We will get to every damn game. Alex Gellhar is going to walk you through the waiver wire this week. It seems like not that active of a waiver wire uh, week this week, uh, if I'm if I'm being honest here. But no, it's kind of it was kind of a weird week as it yeah, together. Yeah, exactly. So there weird. you go. Uh, but yes, we will get to every damn game as well. But we start your show as we always do with your top headlines. News, 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 news. 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 I like turtles. Uh, let's start in Green Bay. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. Oh man, broken collarbone. He's gonna miss considerable time. Reports are that he, if he gets surgery, he'd be done for the year. So he could potentially miss the season. Aaron Rodgers. Um, all right. So first of all, let me just get through the emotional roller coaster of uh, of Alex Gilhar. Walk me through your morning. My morning. Well, you know, just the early parts of that game. Your Let's whole play. your whole month of October. It's walk. the it's the feelings podcast. I, I mean, I blacked out like franchise did last week. It yeah, was. I I mean, it was bad. You know, you go in there, your team's riding high. They've had some, you know what uh, I mean? some emotional victories. They've been battling through injuries. Seem to be people are calling them a trendy Super Bowl pick. Like, wow, this is a lot of fun. Rodgers yeah. at his peak powers uh, gets tackled a little a little late. Um, falls on his shoulder, breaks it. Uh, and I didn't now, think it was that dirty. No, I, I didn't say it was I dirty. No, I just no, said but it was I'm just saying that's late. that's on like, that's, that's on was, that's like, online. Rodgers was upset about it. Yeah, a lot of people, people are going to be. Upset a lot of people are upset. About it. About I mean, I'm upset if I broke my collarbone too. I could <laughs> I could see the case for it getting a flag. I think the no call was fine too. It's just it was a little late. Like yeah, that's it was. all it was. 
And then Hundley was put in literally the worst possible spot for a backup quarterback. For sure. On the road, no preparation, nope. without three offensive linemen in the second half That's against one of the top five defenses in the league. That's so a very good point. I also I think what we have to do is to assess this moving forward is basically throw out this game for okay. Hundley. Yep. Take it, put it right in the trash. Agree. Because he also had three. You're going to look at the box score and be like, oh, puke, 18 of 33, three picks. First pick, tipped. Yeah. Second pick, one of the best interceptions of the year when For Harrison sure. Smith fully laid out and one-handed intercepted it. It was amazing. And the third one was in desperation time without yeah. three linemen when he's getting hit. So I thought Brett Hundley looked okay. So throw that crap out of there. Um, it was very conservative, obviously. But, I mean, you know, again, he didn't work with the first team. It's not like he's worked with any of these guys extensively at all. I thought he looked okay. I so. think he, I think it's going to be fine moving forward. He's this talk of them trying to get Romo out of the box or sign Kaepernick. <laughs> that was the, yeah, that is really just <clears throat> asinine. Signing like, Romo was the best. I, I was like, oh, I man, think they so. trade for Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, but that's not. What is the matter with you? That's he was bad. cleared to play. This you know morning. what I mean? Uh, so the thing is, I think I think Hundley's going to be fine moving forward. I also, I mean, we'll get into this stuff here, but sure. I don't think it's going to dramatically shift the offense. Even three years ago, when Rodgers broke his collarbone and missed seven games, okay, they actually basically kept the same offense. Offense. They were about a 59-41 pass-run split uh, yeah. b- with Rodgers, 61-39 without. And who but was the backup? Was it Matt Flynn? Oh, my God. It was a disaster. They started with Seneca Wallace. Seneca oh, Wallace? Goodness. What? And then they had Scott Tolzien, and then they had Matt Flynn. Wow. So it was a it was a disaster. This is a much Dude. better situation. They have a quarterback they've been grooming for three years yeah. who has played well in the time, preseason, yeah. knows the system, is a, is a young athletic guy. He's 24. Yeah, he's a good athlete. He averaged like 48 rushing yards per game back in college, so – They'll have to shift the offense a little bit. But also, back then, too, Cobb was hurt. There was no Devontae Adams. It was Jordy Nelson, uh, an old, slow James Jones, and Jarrett Boykin getting – Jarrett Boykin. <laughs> right. getting, I remember the Jarrett Boykin year. Yeah, yeah that was the Jarrett buddy. Boykin year. Hell, yeah. So, this like, it's, this is a sky-is-falling situation for the Packers offense, I think. I, I think, think that's the number one question. So, you know, let's talk about the impact on the offense. Uh, what does it mean for Jordy Nelson? What does it mean for Devontae Adams, the run game as well? Matt Harmon, we'll start with you. Well, it's not a sky-is-falling situation. I would agree with that. Like, this is not – I was getting depressed at the end of the day yesterday considering that – if Mar- Marcus Mariota, who probably plays tonight, but if he did not play tonight, we would somehow get the trifecta of Ryan Fitzpatrick, Brock Osweiler, and Matt Castle all in one week, which is just horrifically sad. The Packers are not facing that sort of scenario, right. like having to go to that sort of option, which is which is great because they're a good organization that wouldn't put themselves in that disastrous of a position. But in terms of all the other players, yeah, it's not a disaster scenario. It's not a sky is falling, but it's a big. I think I still think it's a downgrade. For, I mean, you cannot. Oh, you yeah, cannot, you cannot remove a piece like Rodgers and not <laughs> yeah. think it's going to affect not just obviously the pass catchers, but the run game, just overall. Like in these sort of situations, I like to think of it as like some people's slices of the pie might get bigger, but the overall pie goodness of the pie is not as it's not as good anymore. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. All right, so what about what about Jordy? What about Devontae? Any, what are the expectations there, Matt Franchise? I mean, I agree with Harmon. They're going to take a step back, but I think you know you see you kind of see what happens. I think they play the Saints next next mm-hmm. week. That you helps. See how Hundley Soft runs the fun. offense. Like the Saints D's been kind of up and down. Okay, um, he's they at had a good home week. too. That's that's is. that's a good starting spot for him at home. Um, I think you kind of see how it goes. I don't think you bench a guy like Nelson or Adams next week and yeah. just like maybe hope. There's some kind of connection there after a week of first-team reps, but definitely a downgrade. All right, let's talk about Brett Hundley. I've seen a lot of Brett Hundley games in my life. Um, This is my take, is that I think he's great, you know, 20 yards or less. 
Anywhere in that 10 to 15-yard range, I think he's really, really good. He's got a good arm. He's got great legs. He's a good athlete. Um, he's very mobile. So that these are all good things, right, especially if you're a backup quarterback, being able to be mobile uh, and move around in that pocket. Those are all good things. Where he is not great, um, and, again, you know, we haven't seen him in three years, but where he was not great, at least in college, and I would doubt this has improved that, that much, is deep downfield. He's not accurate with the deep ball. Um, but then again, again, a lot of things can happen. And also, he didn't have Jordy he's, Nelson. He's had three years in Mike McCarthy's quarterback school too, which has been which is a, has been had a proven pretty proven track record. Right. And throughout the preseason, he's been better at taking his shots deep. And he, I don't think I was going to try and find his next gen stats passing chart. I don't even know if they put one on the website yet. But yeah. if you get it. But I mean, he took a few shots downfield. It just wasn't like again, it was an awful spot for him. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, so uh, let me ask you about Brent Hundley, um, Alex Gilhart. Is he a streamable option moving forward? Absolutely. I I, I mean, he's got great. I think we- so He's too. got great weapons around him. He's got the Konami code appeal because he can run. Mm-hmm. There are going to be spots up and it's not he's not going to be an every week plug and play replacement for Rodgers. No, if no, you no. lost Rodgers, you're likely going to have to stream because I mean, he's got matchups. There's a two game stretch. Where he has Baltimore and then on the road against Pittsburgh. Who, uh, no and no. Who are who heading into this week were the second and third ranked uh, DVOA pass defenses from Football Outsiders. But Steelers D's for real. He's man. he's it's very good. He's got New Orleans this week. Then the Packers going to buy, come back and get home versus Detroit on Monday Night Football, and then on the That's road against Chicago. Take that all day. So those are those are three pretty good matchups there. I and agree. then for the fa- getting near to the fantasy playoffs, Tampa Bay, and then the first week of the fantasy playoffs uh, is the Cleveland Browns. Ooh, wow. That- Interesting. That is interesting. Those are the 27th and 31st ranked passing defenses per Football Outsiders. All right. Uh, Let's stay with the quarterback theme. Jameis Winston got his shoulder hurt early in Tampa's game against Arizona. According to beat reporter Roy Cummings from WFLA, Winston reportedly could could have come back in an emergency situation there, but was held out to avoid further damage to the shoulder. I think they're getting an MRI on it today. I'm not exactly sure, but I think the x-rays came back clean, So, uh, but did hurt his throwing shoulder. Um, what did you guys think about that in uh, Tampa Bay? Uh, again, you know, they have an aging backup quarterback, but I, I don't think he looked too bad. I mean, he was the QB7 on the day. But oh, it, most of that was because they were just passing the entire yeah. second half because they were down like thirty-one to nothing at one point. Yeah, they were but, down. They were down big early. But Ryan Fitzpatrick hooked up with Mike Evans on a deep touchdown. Uh, Cameron Brait scored for the fourth game in a row. It's craziness. Like I think Fitzpatrick is, you know, a viable replacement to Jameis Winston. Winston concerns me a little bit. I felt bad <clears throat> about. Ryan Fitzpatrick coming in because we had I had to on the hot takes episode of this podcast in the summer I said life finds a way you did and Ryan Fitzpatrick finds God, a way. God but you're you r- did <laughs> yeah but you're not wrong though I mean everywhere he goes well, it is, how is it possible I don't understand it's, he, he just finds the field death, death taxes and Ryan Fitzpatrick playing somebody tweeted at me <laughs> on Sunday and I was like that's only facts jeez man I'm Jeez. so just disgusted. I, me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> just disgusted. Oh, all right. Um, regardless of whether or not Jameis Winston plays, I think we saw enough from Ryan Fitzpatrick to know that you know he gets the ball, and we've seen a lo- his long career too. He he funnels the ball uh, to a few receivers. So I think Mike Evans, Deshaun Jackson, uh, Cameron Bray, those those will be fine assets. Yeah. I think Doug Martin played pretty well in that game too. So not um, to mention Ryan Fitzpatrick has like a you know. 600 revenge games because he's played for every team. <laughs> nice. He gets one next week in Buffalo. <laughs> it's perfect. Great. I love it. Um, Adrian Peterson. Let's talk about AP here, man. He looked absolutely terrific, man. 134 rushing yards. He had two touchdowns as well. How do you guys view him moving forward? Look, we were on this podcast last week, 
and and three of the gentlemen in this room absolutely buried him. Who was the one? The one guy that did not bury him <laughs> was myself. I sprained my sh- I sprained my shoulder again trying to pat myself on the back. Oh my god! Uh, but uh, get out of here! Think you got all those doctor friends to call. <laughs> That's yeah, right. <laughs> That's right. I'm gonna call my lawyer friends and sue all of you guys for slandering me on this podcast. Uh, but no, he looked good. I I thought he brought. Um, I mean, look, it was it was a good situation for him, right? Because he came in energized. Uh, I thought he was going to have a good game. I didn't think he was going to have one thirty-four yeah. and two touchdowns. Nobody, nobody, no, nobody that. did. Yeah. Uh, but what did you guys take away from that game, Matt Harmon? Yeah, I, I think this is a big game changer for the Cardinals offense. I mean, Peterson looked awesome. He looked like t- like two thousand twelve all over again. Yeah. It was outrageous. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, he's definitely maybe a little. Slower, but he still sure. got the, he still got the moves. He's still hitting the hole hard. Yeah, I mean, and this was an offensive line that came in with a lot of issues. But look, just if, if they if they really have found something in Peterson, and my instincts tell me that they have, just off this first game, this is a is a big deal for the Cardinals' offense. It came into this game with leading the NFL with sixty nine point nine pass passing play percentage. Palmer threw 22 passes today. Peterson ran the ball 26 times. That was great balance for the offense. Yeah. Andre Ellington, who looked like, you know, PPR gold, had zero catches on one target. Day. One target on the day. One target. After he was came in with 32 <laughs> over the last three games. They didn't yeah. need him. Number two receiver John That's Brown crazy, was man. second on the team in targets with, with four. I mean, this was an offense that was just voluminous with the, with the passing game, and it, yeah. it was – an instant game changer, and I think what I, I think we had we had talked about too was that I think I think Bruce Arians wants to do this right. I mean, well, who the hell wants to throw the well? There's some coaches out there, but Bruce Arians doesn't want to throw the ball 50 times a game, right? right. Carson Palmer was on pace hashtag on pace yeah. to shatter Matt Stafford's like single season attempts record. Oh, really? Which was yeah, like oh, yeah. 730 yeah. or whatever. Yeah. You don't want your 38 or 39 year old quarterback doing. No, that. you don't. I also don't think this is going to be a signal that Palmer only throws 22 pass attempts no. every game. Yeah. Uh, this was kind of a good spot, but. I do think it does mean the end of Andre Ellington as a like a PPR machine. I tweeted that, That's and I got, point. I got a couple people well actually being like, "Whoa, it's going to be game script dependent." And I was like, "Good luck picking those game scripts." Then. Yeah, I agree because like they're going to want to feed Peterson early, and like like the, when are you going to want to play Andre? Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the problem. Like even if it's a shootout game, you there's no guarantee he's going right. to get the 32 targets he saw over the last three games. So. <laughs> Like he's he's kind of dead as a fantasy asset, which uh, I mean he was nice for a few weeks, but sure. now we got Peterson, who I think is pretty much in every week at least RB two. I think what we saw from the offense too. You talk about you know Andre Ellington is that the run game was so a lot of the reason why the run game was so bad was because it was so predictable. You know what I mean? These guys could sell out stopping the run because they knew okay it's third and one. These guys are going to have to run it here or whatever they might want to do, right? So, but it, 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 the reason having Adrian Peterson changes up what the Cardinals want to get done, it opens up play action. Yeah, and Carson Palmer has been terrific in play action throughout his career. Seven step drop, five step drop, whatever it might be. Um, it's just it just opened up the Arians playbook, and it opened up what Carson Palmer likes to get done as well. And, and I were, think that's why they look so much. You were right on so Thursday with this. I mean, we all thought it could be a good scheme fit. My reservations were Peterson's performance in New Orleans, their offensive line and stuff. But yeah, I tweeted this that it was a perfect match because when he was in New Orleans through those first four weeks or whatever, they ran nearly 34 shotgun plays per game on average with Peterson. Arizona ran 10 in week six. Like they were always in the single back or the I formation, which is yeah. what Peterson needs to play out. Yeah. He's just, yeah. he has never been good. I wish I had the numbers, but I know it was like tweeted in research, but he yeah. is like 
two completely different backs yeah. out of the out of shotgun, shotgun and yeah. out of the Always single has been, yeah. It's just crazy because he joined the team five days earlier. <laughs> it's crazy. And he just uh, put up 134 <laughs> yards. Did you guys see his face, though? He looked like he was having fun. Yeah, like yeah. a little kid. There was joy back in Oh yeah. Peterson's Well, face. yeah. I'm and sure also a good amount of, like, smugness. Too. You know what I mean? Yeah, because. Oh, my God. And he's, yes, he's 32 <laughs> years old, yeah. but. He hasn't done a lot the last couple years. Yeah. So he's still got somewhat fresh legs for the 32-year-old. Is he a RB2 moving forward? I would say so, yeah. Listen, I mean, you got you got to play this man every week, right? Definitely. Anybody that's going to threaten to get 20 carries like that, yeah, you're playing him. Yeah. Bro. There you go. Uh, what does it mean for Carson Palmer, though? Um, he, he, I mean, he really played a very good game. 283 through the air, three touchdowns, very, very efficient. I think he connected on his first 14 passes, as a matter of fact. He did, and it, then his first incompletion was an interception. Right. Uh, but, yeah, his, it was his highest completion percentage of the season, his lowest pass attempts of the season. Do you it's feel better about him actually – Do you actually, even though the volume is down, do you feel better about him from a fantasy perspective? I think so, yeah. I mean, he's kind of been a weekly streamer all season just because of the volume. But scary, but, though. Mm-hmm. But but you're banking on, like, a high yardage total for a floor and right. hoping he gets the touchdowns, which he hasn't really been converting on. Right. Yeah. And I think this kind of unlocks that ceiling a little bit where he might not be passing as much, but he'll be more efficient and he'll get you more fantasy points on less – uh, volume. Quarterback is like the one position in fantasy where you actually do want to chase efficiency over volume because yeah. volume just you're, normally means you're trailing, which normally means you're in position to take a bunch of sacks, to get turnovers, etc. I mean, like Alex said, Palmer was you know leading the league in passing yards by leaps and bounds, but his fantasy point totals were 8.9, 15.8, 21.7, 16.3, 15.1, 18.5, 21.7, 16.3, 18.5, 21.7. I mean, he wasn't even really hitting a ceiling despite the fact that he – I mean, he was like a slog – yeah. To get to all, to just he this needed floor. overtime. What in two games to hit those? Yeah, too? yeah. So, so, and then he comes out <laughs> and he get, has a season low or wow. second high, second lowest in uh, in passing yards, but three touchdowns and mm-hmm. hits twenty point nine points in two pretty good first game. Uh, what about for the pass catchers there? I know you guys hit on this briefly, but uh, what about Jerron Brown, John Brown? Well, I mean, Fitz yeah. went ballistic. Yeah. I mean, the guys like Jerron Brown and JJ Nelson are like officially way, way off the okay. radar. Okay. Well, when mean, John Brown's healthy, he's healthy, but he I mean. If they're gonna dial back the the rushing overall, right, right. I mean, John Brown only saw four targets. Like I said, yeah, four targets. He he obviously caught three for and one for a touchdown. So yeah. it was, if you played him like you you nailed it, it was a great matchup. Yeah. But it's 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 gonna be a vol. He's gonna be a volatile guy because I don't think he's gonna be threatened for like eight targets a game or anything like that. But right. Fitz was not affected. I mean, he had fifty percent of the team targets. Fitz was. Just- <laughs> I mean, the olds. He, the olds were just killing it there in Arizona. It was nuts. Uh, yeah, we'll get to Fitzgerald <laughs> and top performers, no doubt about it. All right, let's talk about uh, Golden Tate. He left the game with a shoulder injury. I'm still waiting for uh, an update there. Hoyer, Brian Hoyer was benched in San Francisco after one half. C.J. Bethard. Is that how you pronounce his name? Bethard. Bethard? Who knows? C.J. Bethard. Uh, 245 yards, one touchdown, one interception in about a half a play. That's not bad. Uh, he got some burn there. What did you guys see uh, from a fantasy perspective there in San Francisco? Franchise? Uh, not not anything I'm chasing right now. Okay. I mean, I mean the overall the, the, stat line looks pretty pretty solid given it's just yeah, a half of work. The Redskins didn't have Josh Norman. You know, yeah. their secondary's banged up. Um, I think Breland got hurt at some point during that game too. I, I think he did too. I just I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not I'm not chasing a San Francisco quarterback. I, I was. <laughs> I was watching this game pretty closely yesterday, and I think the two and, and looking at the targets and touches numbers for them. Yeah. I mean, Pierre Garcon still hit twelve targets. Uh, I think eight of them came from Matt or for, came from C.J. Beathard. So, 
you know, you're not worried that like, oh, Hoyer's out of the offense. Like Garcon's role is still intact. He still has that great like PPR floor. Yeah. George Kittle, interesting because uh, he and C.J. Beathard were actually teammates in college last year at Iowa. Ah. He had eight targets overall. Seven of the eight came from Beathard. So, Interesting. Uh, I definitely think that – Iowa connection. Yeah, Kittle also was on the field for 91% of the team play. So, I think even though he had like a just a kind of whatever day with four for 46 and a really a good – couple drops, matchup, man. It's just yeah. – Yeah. I mean, he's still like squarely on the tight yeah. end streaming radar. Yeah, I got you. All right, cool. Let's uh, – well, before we get to top performers, I need to tell you guys about Harry's. Uh, what do you love most about shaving with Harry's? Well, let me tell you something. I don't shave that often, but when I do, Harry's is amazing. Harry's is so confident that you're going to love their blades. They'll give you a trial shave set for free, for free, when you sign up at harrys.com slash fslive. Just pay for shipping. Harry's is all about a great shave at a fair price, which is why over 3 million gentlemen have switched over to Harry's. They bought their own German factory with over 100 years of blade-making experience to ensure the highest quality. All products are backed by a 100% guarantee. Claim your free trial offer from Harry's today at $13 value for free when you sign up. Just cover shipping. Your free trial set includes a weighted ergonomic razor handle, five precision engineered blades with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel, and a travel blade cover to get your free trial today go to harrys.com slash fs live go there right now do it today that's harrys.com slash fs live all right let's talk about some top performers here at the quarterback position Kirk cousins 330 passing yards two passing touchdowns one rushing touchdown deshaun watson continues his blitz on the league 225 passing yards three passing touchdowns one interception he just continues to just run hot. Did you see the stat that he has more passing TDs in six games than Brock Osweiler had all last year? Oh, baby. Oof. Love uh, that's gross. <laughs> God. I, we saw Brock Osweiler uh, in Sunday night, too. And Ugh. Looked like Brock Osweiler. Ugh. He looked exactly They were like, let's just go like like halftime, guys. So I, was get off the I was just so upset and disgusted yeah. by that. Uh, Cam Newton, 239, one pass. Uh, touchdown, 71 rushing yards, saved his day as well. One rushing touchdown, did have three picks in that game. Ryan Career high 52 pass attempts for Cam Newton in that game. Oh, man, 10 of which went to Christian McCaffrey. Hello. Mm. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick, 290 through the air, three touchdowns, two interceptions. That's the most Ryan Fitzmagic stat line ever. Got yeah. believe, to believe in that Fitzmagic, baby. <laughs> multiple touchdowns and multiple interceptions for Ryan Fitzpatrick. At the wide receiver position, Antonio Brown, 10 targets, 8 receptions, 155 yards, and a touchdown. He was your wide receiver, 1. Larry Fitzgerald, 11 targets, 10 receptions, 138 yards, and a touchdown. He was absolutely spectacular. Most of that came in the first half as well. Uh, Marvin Jones, not efficient. <laughs> not efficient. <laughs> But it was there. 14 targets, six receptions. That touchdown catch he had. Outrageous. It was spectacular. (laughs) Got to fan myself off. Oh, my God. If you guys have not seen this highlight, it's it's a touchdown grab. And he's he's pirouetting in the air and then grabs it with one hand. That's pretty crazy. Oh, man. It was just beautiful. 96 yards and a touchdown for Marvin Jones. Uh, Golden Tate, seven receptions on seven targets. 96 yards and a touchdown for Golden Tate. As well. At the running back position, Melvin Gordon, 25 carries, 83 yards on the ground, had a touchdown there. He saw 12 targets. 
12 targets for Melvin Gordon, nine receptions, 67 yards, and a touchdown. Let me ask you guys about Melvin Gordon, though. Are they starting to, the, the, the Chargers now? I mean, they've given Melvin Gordon a lot of work, but it seems like it almost seemed as if in that particular game, Phillip Rivers was taking almost a back seat to, to Melvin Gordon and, and letting the young guy do most of the damage. Which works. I mean, he's fully healthy. You know, he was dogged with that knee injury a couple weeks ago, and then last week he got taken off the injury report, had a ball baller performance, and then this week again he did the same thing. I mean, I think with Phillip Rivers' age, they don't want to have to take to the air a gajillion times, or if they do, they'd rather have, you know, Gordon – kind of be another extension of the running game there. They also probably don't want to throw 34 targets his or 34 touches his way every game. <laughs> 12 targets, but, I mean, man. That's crazy. When they were at their best last year too is when Gordon was a, a you know massive workhorse for them. Yeah. Le'Veon Bell, 32 carries, 179 yards on the ground. He had a touchdown there. He had three receptions for another 12 yards. Matt Franchise, your, you know, I, look, Lev Bell is I, he looks amazing. Unstoppable. I think he's finally warmed up. It's, you know what I mean? It's like he switched on. Yeah, it's like he switched on God mode. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they gave him just 15 carries, I believe, the week before when they lost to the Jaguars, and everyone was like, "Oh, the play calling's wrong. They should have given it to Lev Bell more." Well, 32 they, carries. They doubled his <laughs> workload, and look what happened. I mean, the dude is just unbelievable to watch. It's pretty good. He's so yeah. fun. His his patience behind the lines. I know. Unparalleled. And he just waits yeah. for the hole, and then he's boom. I mean, a lot of a lot of what he does too. It's it's not it's not violent running. You know what I no, mean? No, it's soft. It's yeah. like it's finesse. It is. It's it's a little finesse. It's just it's artistic, man. But just yeah, I mean, thirty-two carries. I I didn't even feel like he took a pounding on those thirty-two carries. You right. know what I mean? I but it is a little concerning. I think it's a third game where he's had over thirty touches now. Yeah. So they might want to scale that back a little bit. A little games bit. where maybe they're leading and they give yeah. a little work to James Conner or something. Or maybe they give uh, some passes, extra passes to Martavis Bryant. Maybe. Pro- probably, Maybe. Not. Maybe. probably not. Juju. Probably not. Maybe. Probably not. Mark Ingram, 25 carries, 114 yards on the ground, two touchdowns there as well. He saw five targets, got five receptions for an additional 36. Matt Harmon, clearly Mark Ingram was a beneficiary of that AP trade. Yeah, I was actually saying yesterday that I would love us to get to a point, like as a fantasy community as a whole, like where we don't have to like – develop a take based on solely what coaches say but in this scenario Sean Payton not lying when he said I think this trade benefits all of us I think everybody gets better from this trade the Cardinals Peterson our guys the Saints like you know it's a great point a scenario where removing Peterson and removing that kind of like oh we got to get this guy the ball like what do we do we gotta figure it out like no just let him actually give it to their best running back which was Mark Ingram all along and they just blitzed Detroit too I mean that was oh my god that was crazy uh, it's a strange game it was a crazy game Stafford threw 52 times oh boy yeah uh Jarek McKinnon 69 yards rushing 30 yards receiving he had two touchdowns um Alex you know I, I was actually surprised by the fact that they went to Jarek McKinnon around the goal line I mean yeah. I I don't I don't I don't think I was too much Jarek McKinnon has just been since they uh lost Cook has been far and away the better player between him and Murray and you know if he's in there if Murray's in at the goal line it's the same problem the Saints had I think it telegraphs the play it's like he's getting the handoff if McKinnon's mm-hmm. in there it's like he could go out for a pass. He could yeah, run. Yeah, but it. it's the same. It's the same coaching staff. I mean, obviously they changed their OC that that did not give Jarek McKinnon those goal line looks last year. You know what I mean? They were still trying to ramrod what's his face in there. Matt Asiata. Matt Asiata still was a capable pass catcher. Dude had a surprising yeah. amount of targets. So That's like true. he still Murray's. had a little bit more of that. You know, multi-dimensional. Multi-dimensional. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. There were still people like last week that were like. 
oh, we've seen Jarek McKinnon try to do this before, and, you know, it, it didn't work out last time. But, like, this this is all pretty much setting up, like, for McKinnon to be, like, that smash waiver wire pickup yeah. winner type. I mean, yep, he had sure. five catches again today. Like, he's basically – he's, like, a lock for four catches a game uh, every week. He and Murray did kind of still split the work. 16 yeah. carries yeah. for McKinnon, 15 for Murray, which he – Average a sweet 1.9 a pop. Murray, <laughs> Murray's not going away. He's going to get work. They don't yeah. want to saddle McKinnon. 1.9, oh, boy. They don't want to saddle McKinnon with a Melvin Gordon or Le'Veon Bell no, no workload, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. he's going to be in every week play. The I mean, he's 5'8", 209. The know, offense so. just moves when he's on the field. It and doesn't so it, though. He's, he changes the offense. Like, when they can get him, he's still not a great, like, tackle breaker or he's just, you know, not a great pure runner or whatever, no, but no. when they can get him in space, he is going to whoop people. Yeah. So You know, and I think the the difference, the, the danger of saying, well, 2017 versus 2016, it's so much has changed for Minnesota. The yeah. offensive line is so much healthier. Those two receivers have, I mean, and, and we, I know we didn't see, you know, Diggs uh, in yesterday's game, but just those two receivers in general have developed. You know what I mean? The passing game has developed a little bit. The offensive line is so much healthier. So I just think the offense is healthier, which means McKinnon has a chance, actually, to flash that athleticism, and I think we saw that. C- completely agree, and, and that's a, just a good point about fantasy football in general. Like, looking consistently looking back is – a mistake. You should always try to be forward thinking and looking back to what the Vikings were last year is a mistake. And you know, not to mention like the resilience of the Vikings. I mean, holy crap! Like yeah. injury after injury on offense, but guys keep stepping up. You know, Diggs was out this game, then Floyd went out early, and then Laquan Treadwell like <laughs> Make back one from the grabs. freaking dead and had like I mean, I know it's three for fifty-one, but like right. the best game of his career. <laughs> so I mean, they're just pulling like. Guys are going down left and right for the Vikings, and they're still pulling up players. Yeah, it's pretty good. I think it's a testament to, to Mike Zimmer, too. You know, he's just been, I don't know, he's been an inspirational leader for them, man. Um, all right, let's talk about the tight end position. Gronk, 10 targets, 6 receptions, 83 yards, 2 touchdowns. He was your tight end one. Yeah. Zach Ertz, 5 targets, 2 receptions, 2 touchdowns for him. He's so selfish. Share those touchdowns. <laughs> Share those touchdowns. Selfish. (laughs) So selfish. Cameron Brait, eight targets, six receptions, 76 yards, and a touchdown for him. Can we talk about Cameron Brait? He's a top three tight end over the last four weeks. He he has a touchdown in four consecutive games, as Matt Franchise noted. Real or mirage for Cam Brait? This is a real deal. Real deal. It's what we saw last year. He's legit. You know, he, I think, what, tied for the league lead in touchdowns among tight ends last year and didn't even really get into anything close to a featured role until, like, week three or whatever after they cut or traded ASJ. Like, he's a touchdown He's a touchdown scorer. He's a, he's a good mismatch there. He's a great pass catcher, and that's how they're going to use him. And yeah. in this era of tight ends where all you want, really, or all you need is a touchdown. That's all you need. Like, hold on. Let me go back to the scoring <laughs> leaders page. Yeah, but he's he's also getting – he's not just that's like a all, touchdown or bust guy. He's no, he's getting, getting yards. 80 yards, four, six, yards. nine, and eight targets in the last four games. And games. as you guys mentioned yesterday, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Cameron Braid are both Harvard alum. Very, oh, very smart Okay. Yeah. Narrative I like street. it. Narrative street. Narrative street. Let's go. Um, the, uh, the one thing that gives me a little hesitation about Cameron Braid – these touchdowns that he's getting, though, he's not even open. I mean, yeah, they're, they're back shoulder throws. It shows trust on it. That's the crazy thing is that they're trusting him uh, to make these plays, but it's not like he's getting open. That's the one thing where I, I, I actually have a little hesitation because those are 50-50 balls, and he's connected on them thus far, which is great. I just it, – it's hard to trust those 50-50 balls moving forward. And if one of those gets picked in the end zone – and both and the la- his last two touchdowns absolutely could have been picked – uh, but I just I, – I don't know. That's my one hesitation. But you're right, Matt Harmon. He has seen volume 
And again, in, in, in this tight end market, you will take that all day long. By the yeah. way, all day he, long. 100%. He, uh, he's going to keep getting looks in the end, in the end zone. He has he's tied with Mike Evans for eight red zone targets on the team. He's caught four touchdowns. Mike Evans has only caught two passes for two touchdowns in the red zone there. Interesting. All right, let's talk about biggest disappointments at the quarterback position. We'll start with I, I bring up Drew Brees because, again, in a 52-point yeah. game, and I know that there were three uh, defensive scores, yeah. but still Drew Brees, 186 through the air, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. Matt Ryan was uh, on the – you know, disappointment list as well. 248 passing yards, which is fine. A touchdown in an interception, but generally two poor games in a row. This Falcons offense is concerning to me. That's the, I was going to ask this Damn. question. So, I mean, how much concern do you guys have uh, regarding Atlanta's offense? Beware of the magical season, guys. Oh, boy. Like, I mean, well, I, they don't really have, like – No, sorry, go ahead. No, you, you go ahead. I don't really – I, I, I was going to say they – I was just going to make something up. They couldn't so. get the run game going in this game. I think Freeman and Coleman each had nine rushes. Every time they gave I, him two carries in the second half, though. Doesn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, like, well, that's And they were baffling. up 17-0 – that's bad after halftime. They need to like coming into the have, third. You quarter. have one of the best running backs in the league, and yeah. you give him two carries when you're up 17 points. But in every, second half, every rush attempt, it seemed like the Dolphins' D line was just penetrating. Dolphins, the, have they a were very they were good in the backfield say, yeah. before he could before he could get set Sue with the ball. And Wake and everybody they have on that defensive line is is very nuts. stout. But like I don't know, Matt Ryan only has he has. Only two touch, two or more touchdowns. He only has two in uh, one game this year, and it was yeah. that game against Detroit. Otherwise, it's one touchdown, one touchdown, two and three picks, one and two picks, one and it's one weird. pick. It is certainly worth noting too it, that Kyle Shanahan's in San Francisco and, and their new play callers. Like doesn't even have a red zone target. I know. Still, yeah, it's insane. It's let, let, let me just get through. <laughs> well, first of all, all of the Sark said this offseason, Yeah, we're going to use him in the red zone to prove it. <laughs> <laughs> Devontae, let me let me talk about disappointments wow. here for Atlanta. Devontae Freeman, nine carries, 68 yards, four targets, two receptions, 11 yards. So he had 79 yards total. Uh, it's, by the way, Devontae Freeman, nine carries. Tevin Coleman, nine carries as well. Yeah. Uh, Julio Jones, seven targets, six receptions, 72 yards. He's still sitting there through six games. He's got, or is it five games now? Five because they had the bye. Right. Five games now. He still has zero touchdowns. And as Alex Gelhar very sharply noted, <laughs> zero. Sharply yes. Prove it! No red zone targets. Wait, is, it no, is it actually no red zone? No, I think it's actually zero. Yeah, no, he has one target inside the 10. One target. Yeah, oh, that's right. Which oh, I was going to say it was close to zero. I, I was against the Packers, I think. I yeah. knew it was less than three. But I. But they. it's not good. Before yesterday, they were they were just giving the ball to Devonta Freeman when they were like inside the five, and that's why he scored touchdowns in every game until yesterday. Right, they just weren't passing in those situations. Yeah, I, and I think I'm okay with that, but yeah. just I mean, I don't, I don't know how Devonta Freeman, who is you know again, they've got a pretty good line there in Atlanta. Devonta Freeman's a pretty good running back. He's very good. I mean, how the, the hell the, do you not get that, him more touches? I don't know. It's Matt weird. Ryan has 19 pass attempts in the red zone this year, and only one has gone to Julio Jones. That makes no sense. Five have gone to Taylor Gabriel. This, by the I'm, way, I'm this taller is, than Taylor Gabriel. This is this is what Steve Sarkeesian does, by the way. He outthinks. He tries to outthink the DC, right? So he's thinking, well, no, well, they're expecting, they're expecting me to throw it. Right. To Julio, so you know what? I'm not gonna throw. So maybe, it. maybe he sent it up in the first half of the year, just never gonna throw to Julio Jones, and then he'd be like, "Yeah, in the second half of the year, though, they're never gonna expect." <laughs> <this."> <laughs> they're gonna be putting that bracket coverage on Taylor Gabriel. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. This is, by the way, this is his mo. 
This is his mo. He does this. What? Steve Sarkeesian. Screw things up. Yes. Yeah. I was actually gonna say. Yes. But but for real though, the Dolphins defense is pretty good. I want to. I do want to like go back and watch this game. That's true. See much of it all. But the like rushing yardage totals against the Dolphins as in in this season: 44, 103, 86, 69, 100. I mean that's that's yeah very nice. But it's pretty that's. Pretty good overall. Like uh, yeah. they're they're they've got a solid front seven. I think they could still be picked on in the secondary. But Dolphins three and two, by the way, not uh, bad. <laughs> how are they three and two? I mean, if you listen to if you listen to social media, if you listen to to the fan if base, you watch they're, their they're, games, they're they shouldn't be three and two. They crazy. didn't have Devontae Parker in this game. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know what's going on. Jai balled out, so yeah, that's did. that's their formula. Though. He's back. They need to get. I mean, the last two weeks they've He's saddled him with massive workloads, workloads like yeah. twenty five plus touches in each game, and that's what they yeah. need. that's what they need to do. That's yeah. what they did last year, and they, it was successful exactly. them as well. Marshawn Lynch, thirteen carries, just sixty three yards against the worst rush D in the league against the Chargers. Uh, no, no, no offense, producer Chris, but uh, <laughs> coming into this game. The Chargers' rush defense, or excuse me, the Chargers' defense in general, had given up almost 190 yards per game Whoa. to the running back position. I want you to think about that number for a second. <laughs> 100, almost 190 total yards to just running backs. You sit there and think about it. <laughs> if you didn't think Marshawn Lynch was in a good spot here, I mean, it was it was Marshawn Lynch. A lot of folks thought that, I, and, I, and I was one of them because I put Jalen Richard in the danger zone, but mm-hmm. I thought Jalen Richard was in a pretty good spot against a defense that was giving up 190 yards to the running back position. Yep. Marshawn Lynch, 63 yards. Um, uh, in a very, very soft matchup. I, I guess what's the takeaways here? And, and I know this narrative has been building over the last few weeks. Stop playing Marshawn Lynch in fantasy. I mean, we have like, to. He, he saw, and this is awful too, but he saw a season high in snap percentage last week, uh. and it was just 51.7%. Interesting. I mean, like he's a grind, he's a committee grinded out back, and the Raiders are you know rocking a four game lose streak right losing streak right now. They're not a good football team. You do not play grinded out clock killing backs on bad football teams, especially one with a defense that is not good. Like they're the point. They're, they're, this is just like take the name out of it, and this is like not an ass. They have to play the chi- they have to play the Chiefs on a short week next week too. So yeah, zero percent chance. Zero percent chance uh, starting Marshawn. You're not you're not bench or you're not uh, dropping Marshawn though, are you? Not yet. I mean, no. it's hard to drop no. a, an actual yeah. starting running back in this league. No, I, yeah, I don't think uh, like who are you going to be dropping him for Austin right. Eckler? Like what do you? I don't know, but yeah. like so yeah, you're probably holding him. But like I said, you're 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 not playing him until the Raiders start winning games and they get into like not just soft matchups, but like games where you think like okay, they can control this contest and feed, potentially feed Lynch twenty carries. I mean, in his best game, which I think was like all the way back in against the Jets, mm-hmm. that was really the only time where they were in that position. Michael Thomas, three receptions, 11 yards. This killed me. Holy cow, yeah, this same. killed me. Tyreek Hill, five receptions, 34 yards, and a negative nine-yard rush. He only had 25 yards total. That's He's also that hurts. Uh, got a concussion, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, they game. cleared him. They cleared him from the – or they they said he didn't have one. He, he went oh, into the really? protocol. He went into the protocol, yeah. And then they said that, oh, he didn't have one, so he should be fine moving forward. But they did put him – you know, yeah, the protocol, and he – Whatever, did still, whole still worth watching in case yes. that symptoms pop up. Yes, we've seen that before, and that's yeah, also they, true. They play on Thursday night. Very so. good point. Terrell Pryor, three receptions, twenty-three yards versus San Francisco in a in a game where Kirk Cousins threw for three hundred thirty yards. Terrell Pryor had twenty-three of them. Now that being said, now that being said, he did miss Terrell Pryor. 
uh, on a couple of passes where Pryor did have some space on the sideline. Yeah. Um, but still. But still. Chris Thompson's their number one wide receiver. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the This was a pretty good encapsulation of the issues with Washington's offense that, yeah, Kirk Cousins was awesome, completely balled out. Five players tied for the team lead in target with five targets, that being <laughs> Terrell Pryor, Jamison Crowder, Jordan Reed, Chris Thompson, and Ryan uh, Grant. So, I mean, man. this is this is what this offense wants to be. It wants to be a high-flying, really good offense, but it does not have – uh, a, a funnel target, so I don't no. know how you're playing. Uh, and Vernon Davis got into the mix again. Oh yeah, he had he had four looks and and one just outrageous catch and run where yep. it's like holy crap! Uh, if I can even do anything resembling oh my God, like that's that a revenge when I game. get to that, how did age. we not think about that? Uh, I I, th- I think we did mention it. Oh. Um, but it's it, there was so much revenge in that game. It was hard to <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of revenge. So going much on. revenge. Uh, the, the, the crazy thing is though, like Chris Thompson is the leading receiver on this team with three. Oh, you weren't kidding. Yards. Oh, you oh you no. were for you were for real. So, oh, my bad. Has, oh wow. Yeah, 105 yards. He's got like he beats the next closest receiver on the team, which is Vernon Davis. What? <laughs> by yeah. 115 yards. Oh my goodness. I mean, these Washington pass catchers, we just uh, like aside from Chris Thompson and like the tight ends, they're yeah. they're impossible to trust on a weekly basis. Oh, Doxon made a play again too. I I really hope they start to get him on the field more because he was on the field for like less than 30 percent of the snaps. So uh, he keeps making plays though when he's out there. Yeah, yeah, he does. He does keep making plays. I mean, he had that near touchdown against the Chiefs. He had this touchdown, and then the game before they had that big long play. I mean, he's. I, I tweeted yesterday that he's their best wide receiver, and I think at some point he is he <laughs> is their best wide receiver. All right, he has so nine targets on the year. Interesting. I, yeah, they they need to get him more involved. Um, all right, so here's the real yes. question from a fantasy perspective: Do you drop or hold Terrell Pryor? Not an essential hold. Yeah, if you if you need to drop him for a better matchup based play or shallower league stuff, wow. yeah. ten team league, would you drop Terrell Pryor? What have we seen to this point, French, yeah. that would suggest otherwise? I'm just saying it's crazy because he is drafted crazy. like he, as a well, third round wide. It's hard. He has. It's, it's unfortunate. He has a tantalizing ceiling, but it's just when is he going to access he hasn't it? Done when anything. he's getting four or five targets a game, and right. and, and Jameson You're Crowder right. too. There were these rumors that he was going to like lead the league in receptions, <laughs> and he's just not done anything. He's done nothing. He's I mean, been he's been hurt, but he was had to buy. That was baffling. It's, it's been baffling too. Yeah, the, the the Crowder thing has almost been weirder to me than the than the prior one. But I mean, because he had a pre-established you know relationship, uh, yeah. a good chemistry with Kirk Cousins, and just, it, you just figured he'd walk into a massive target share, and it just hasn't been volume. the case. Uh, at the tight end position, Travis Kelsey was a disappointment. Seven targets, four receptions, just thirty-seven yards. The whole the whole offense in general was just struggling in that game. Yeah. Um. Uh, despite that, even then, Kareem Hunt still put up a good game. So that, there you go. Uh, Kobe Fleener. One target, zeros across the board. Fleen dog. That dream, I think, is dead. Yeah. With Sneed back? I mean, it was very predictable, but with Sneed back, you kind of just figured, yeah, I know, Sneed still didn't do very much. but Barely played. It was a Ted Ginn game. (sighs) Although it's like, this is, is, I mean, Greg Rosenthal tweeted this and talked about it on the ATN pod as we were biking to work this morning. Yes. This is kind of what we thought from the Saints when they went and signed Adrian Peterson. We're like, oh, they want to be a run-first team. True. Adrian Peterson signing still didn't make sense with how he fit in there. But this that's why they got Kamara and they have Ingram. They don't. They want to take some of the pressure off of Drew Brees, I think. So these the ancillary targets in that offense, I mean, Mike, Michael Thomas still killed us, but hopefully he'll bounce back. But, like, yeah, I think he's a buy This is This is no longer a – yeah, it's definitely a buy This is no longer an offense where we're – comfortable starting two or three pass catchers in it every week. Right. Alex Gilhar, let's stay with you. You write a wonderful piece every single week. If you don't read this, you have not lived. <laughs> NFL.com oh, slash I don't know about that, but <laughs> what about our pieces, Co? 
well, if you haven't read those, you haven't lived as well. Okay. Okay. Whatever. Fair. Fair. Yeah, good. All right. Life's not that great anyways. (laughs) Well, listen, if you will listen to this podcast, you live for fantasy football. And if you live for fantasy football and you haven't read Alex Gellhart's waiver wire piece, you haven't lived. I stand by that statement. All right. NFL.com slash waiver wire. Read it today. Read it every single week. Alex Gilhar, give me a couple names. Number three. That's the one I like. <laughs> right oh, there. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll, we'll do three quick names then. All James right, said please. only two. Orleans Darkwa, actually, the the uh, Giants may have an answer in the backfield now. He started off hot against the Chargers. I mean, 60- we, just, we just said this about Wayne Goldman. No, we never said Wayne Goldman was the answer. We said he was a possible answer. Spending plenty of time, but okay. the specter of Orleans Darkwa loomed because he got injured in that Chargers game, which is what gave Goldman more opportunities. Darkwa okay. was healthy. All right. The Giants wanted to go to a more run-first approach. I forget. they uh, Ben McAdoo gave up play calling. Yeah, thank God. Under, it was an underrated <laughs> storyline heading into that game. Yeah. And as a result, Darkwa, like, produced. He had uh, over 20 carries, 117 yards. He was used on 50% of the Giants' offensive snaps. Saw a couple targets, like Shane Vereen isn't, like, a PPR back. Goldman will pop in here and there to spell him. But Darkwa's uh, on the radar, guys, okay. as, like, an RB2 flex. Against, like, the Darkwa. best run defense in the NFL? Against a great what? run what defense. Happened what happened in that game? What happened? It makes no sense. <sighs> Football. It was peak NFL. Peak NFL. Yeah, Makes absolutely no so sense. So real quick, Harmon's guy here, uh, yeah. Dion Lewis, Talk about is it. still on the radar again. Because oh, Gillis, your guy? Gillisley hasn't – everybody's his guy. Gillisley hasn't been doing a lot. He <laughs> lost a fumble, went immediately to Belichick's doghouse. <laughs> yeah. Dion Lewis has had over 50 yards each of the last two weeks. He got in the end zone this week. I, I just think he's an option, and he's a he's more of a dual threat than Gillisley. Like, I agree. He can, he's a great pass catcher. James White's dominating all their backfield targets. Yeah. But – Maybe they turn more touches over to Deion Lewis. He's in a high-scoring offense. You should grab him. Well, he's actually a good running back, so <laughs> he makes a little bit of a and difference. Then, uh, he got a goal line carry, too, didn't he? Yeah, because Gillisley was in the dog. That's house. what I'm saying. Yep. So they just gave it to Lewis. Dude, yeah. Gillisley's worth, like, he's, <laughs> I was mean, but he's, like, worthless player at this point for for that offense because because I agree. they're so predictable. Like, he has no pass game usage. Yeah. Burkhead, I think, is going to factor in when he I comes think back, too. I he's going to be a sneaky, the, both, both those guy when he's back. Yeah, both those guys. I think, I think it needs to be more – Lewis and Burkhead and Les Gillisley because with the way their defense is, like they're not going to be like in any games where they're just mashing teams in the second half. They have still given up a 300-yard passing game to every quarterback they face. That's yes. crazy, including Josh McCown this past week. Yes, it's so crazy. Uh, the other guy I want to sort of say matchup-based starter, perhaps this week uh, at wide receiver. If you're hurting, don't overlook Colby. Oh no, come on. Yeah, no, 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 no. Come here's, on. Here's why? why? Tell us why. Uh, so he had a great campaign last year. Des was banged up, and like yeah. nearly a thousand yards. Has really disappointed this year. Bryce Butler's been getting more work, but yes. Cole Beasley found that end zone twice against the Packers before the bye. Okay. Now coming out of it, he's going against the 49ers, who have given up nearly 400 yards and four touchdowns to wide receivers lined up in the slot. Cole Beasley plays like 86% of his snaps there. Interesting. I'm not saying like I'm not saying 10 team leagues go out and start him over you know sure. AJ Green or something crazy like start that. him over but Julio Jones though because I mean obviously well, he didn't get any red zone looks. He's got more red zone. <laughs> Red zone looks. So but I'm just saying, if you're in a pinch due to injuries, oh. buys, some of us have been, you know, have been crippled by stuff like that, or you've got inconsistent players. Yes. Beasley might be a sneaky ad this week. NFL.com slash waiver wire. Let me tell you about Zip Recruiter. If tell you're us. hiring, you know that quality hires keep your business moving forward. That's yeah. why they have hired such fine gentlemen like Alex Gelhar, Matt Franchise, and My organization is hiring. I see. I'm looking for a personal (coughs) assistant. Can I find one on ZipRecruiter? Yes, you can. We'll see. Go to ZipRecruiter. Go to ZipRecruiter right now. You can post your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards with just 
one click. Then ZipRecruiter puts its smart matching technology to work, actively notifying qualified candidates about your job within minutes of posting so you receive the best possible matches. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes and industries to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now, the listeners of this very podcast can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. Absolutely free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash FS live. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash FS live. Let me tell you to you one more time. Do it for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash FS live. All right. Let's get to every damn game. We'll start with Chicago ticket on Baltimore. Matt Franchise, what do you got? Uh, the Bears gave the ball to the running backs. Not Bears. Jordan Howard put this offense on his back. He did again. Career highs in carries, 36. Career high in rush yards, 166. Yeah. Uh, he had a 53-yard run in overtime, which elevated his rushing total. That was uh, weird. You know, dude, Jordan Howard's one of the toughest backs in the league. I, th- I think he's still dealing with a shoulder injury. Oh, 100%. There was is. one point where he got a face mask and his helmet was ripped off of his face as he was going to the ground. Right. He popped right back up and got back in there and – uh Mitchell Trubisky threw completed eight passes <laughs> in his first career win in the <laughs> overtime game. Eight passes. I don't think eight any passes, receiver dude. had more than two catches. That's great. Nope. And then we got Tariq Cohen, who had 14 touches of his own. That's like an old-school 1970s Chicago Bears. No, John Bears Fox game. ball right Unreal. there, Unreal. So stupid. It's Unreal. crazy. I love it. Uh, Tariq Cohen had 14 touches of his own. But yeah. the big thing with Tariq Cohen is he <laughs> threw a <laughs> touchdown <laughs> pass to Zach Miller. Yes. Beautiful. Uh, the Absolutely Bears, beautiful. 342 yards of offense, 231 of it was rushing. So oh, my God. On the Baltimore side, yes. Flacco didn't throw a single touchdown pass. He threw two picks. Uh, the Baltimore pass catchers were a mash unit. Macklin was out. Perriman left the game. Yep. Benjamin, won- Benjamin Watson led the team with six catches and eight targets. 28 yards, though. The Gross. running backs, yeah. The running backs, Buck Allen was a disappointment, but he was on the field for 75% of the snaps, so he's still the primary guy there. Okay. I feel like he's more of a matchup base. It's like, it's like every other week with Buck Allen. He's always out there for the most snaps, but like yeah. he his touch totals are wavering. He, he he's came he's hard to last trust. Week. Yeah, I think he's kind of a matchup guy at this wow, point. Wow, the offense and is just sad. It's, it's bad. bad. And the Bears' defense is pretty good, too. But, yeah, that's true. Um, Very good point. Alex Collins, second straight game with double-digit carries. He averaged Average 4.9 yards per carry. He's averaging 6.4 yards per carry for the season. Interesting. But even That's with Terrence West out, he's not getting enough snaps that you can like rely on him as a. He a, runs as angry. As yeah, he Irish old. dancing. Do you see that? No, I didn't see that. He he, he like dan- learned Irish what? dancing. Okay. The Ravens tweeted it this week. Oh, perfect. He's like taking Irish dancing lessons to help his footwork. Was that an official <laughs> Irish dance? Nice. You just did? For the Facebook viewers? <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Somebody That's just uh, me snapping my fingers and bobbing. I don't know how to Irish yeah, right. Someone right. gift that. It was Miami taking on Atlanta. <laughs> Devontae Parker out of this game. Jarvis Landry, 14 targets, 8 receptions, 62 yards. Did find the end zone. Matt Harmon, what else did you take away from this game? Jarvis Landry is having the most like obnoxious season on the planet. I mean, he's pacing for like 182 targets, and he's averaging 7.2 yards per reception. Oh my God. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> Which is so bizarre because, I mean, is his usage had actually been looking more like a normal wide receiver the last three years. Yeah. Nine yards reception, 10.5, 12.1, 12. 12. now down to 7.2. It's it's. Like in a PPR league, you're you're loving that. Sure. But in a standard league, like if he doesn't score a touchdown, you're you're sitting there with 50 yards on eight catches, and it's yeah. just 
You're like, Yikes. Uh, otherwise, yeah, Jay Ajayi got got back on track, and that was that was great to see. I mean, that's why he was. You know, you don't sell on on big on feature backs even if yeah. they they have a couple dud games. And otherwise, there's really not much to say about this game. All right, there you go. The L.A. Rams taking on Jacksonville. Alex Gelhar, what do you got? Uh, well, as expected, the running backs destroyed in this game. Destroyed. Todd, Todd Gurley, 116 yards on the ground, uh, four more in the air. Leonard Fournette, 130 on the ground with that massive 74-yard touchdown run. Yeah. He did tweak his knee, but they said he was cleared to come back. I think he dodged a bullet. It looked like it might have been a, a hyperextension, if anything. You're saying this morning it was an ankle. Yeah, it was an ankle. That weird. was weird. Yeah. Because it, w- was it was clearly a hyperextended knee, yeah. but they said it was an ankle tweak, so I don't know. Yeah. Um, and they said it was fine. Keep an eye on it. Yeah. I mean, his injury, though, did put um, Chris Ivory back on the radar. He would fall into a massive workload if Fournette was to get injured. And he saw, strangely, 10 targets in this game. So if you're a Leonard Fournette owner and have the space on your bench, might be worthwhile to stash Ivory. Didn't he catch 10 balls, too? Yeah. No, he caught yeah. 9 of 10 targets. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, the, we're not trusting the Rams' pass it's catchers. Chris Ivory, I mean, Goff it's will crazy. be a matchup-based starter. Yeah. And then... In Gar- if there's a game where the bo- the the Bortles, the Jaguars might the fall behind. When, when the Jaguars <laughs> revert back to the Bortles. <laughs> when they revert back to the Bortles. In two of their three losses, uh, this one included, Marquise Lee has seen double-digit targets. Gross. It's not really something you want to try to chase, but Bortles looks it's there. so bad. He's the worst. It's amazing. Uh, does anyone want to tell me how many pass attempts were in this game? More. Oh, you what won was the, it? You what won was the wager, it? okay? That's I know you won, it. but what is it? What was it? It's 56. 56? <laughs> oh, that's like a normal NFL game. Well, right. I was going to say. 21, <laughs> 21 and 35. Goff played it right for us, but uh, the Jags with uh, getting a de- – the, the Rams had a defensive score and a kick return for a touchdown. Oh, put yeah, them, yeah, put yeah, them yeah, down yeah, yeah. big, so okay. Bortles had to take to the air more early. I got and that really Your boy came us. out with three three beers off that bet and already won my beer bet with uh, franchise over Doug Martin. Over Doug Martin popped in first. Don't care. I I know, but you know what? On <laughs> Doug Martin, you guys all, needed two wins in fantasy. You guys, so you guys all better. You guys all better show up to team building on Wednesday. I'm going to drink all three of those beers I was, all at once. I was just about to say you only get them all at once. That's yeah, the yeah. only time. I don't. You all right, I don't go yeah. to bars. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to just. All right, we got to keep moving on. <laughs> so much to talk. Detroit taking on New Orleans, a shootout, yeah. uh, a shout out rather to the New Orleans defense. Five oh. sacks. Wow. Five turnovers, three defensive touchdowns or and special teams, thirty-two points. Unreal for the New Orleans DST. That yeah. is out of bounds, man. That's crazy. I hope I hope you streamed them. I, I talked about it on Twitter. And I think I did on this podcast too. But they were uh, they were in a decent spot, and I picked them up in a bunch of leagues. Of course, did you? Of course. Not the Fantasy Live League, <laughs> where I desperately need a win. <laughs> but, yeah, I started them in probably, like, five different leagues. That's bold. will be on my streaming list against Brett Hundley next Dude, year. Dude, they're, so. they're, they're, they're less than, like, 2% yeah. owned. They were, the they were 1.8% owned, I think. Because everyone's like, great, oh, Saints defense call. is bad, but they've put great up points call. the last couple They have. Well, and yeah. the thing was, Fantasy Matt points. Stafford had been sacked six times in each of the last two games. And he was banged up. And he was banged up, so he got sacked five more times this game. Man, you're smart, Alex Gellin. Yeah, you are. Hey, I got that one right. Matt Franchise, what else you got in this game, uh, Alvin Kamara had a very efficient game on the ground, 75 yards on just 10 carries. Obviously, we talked about Mark Ingram going off. Uh, Breeze, we talked about him being a disappointment. Ted Ginn had 66 yards and a touchdown. I would buy low on Michael Thomas after a one-point game. Three previous games, he had 85, at least 85 receiving yards and a touchdown in each of his last two. So I think Michael Thomas bounces back. Okay. Stafford got battered around again. Like we said, he's on pace to be sacked 61 times. Oh. Uh, and, you know, 52 pass attempts. Lines were down 45-10 at one point in the third quarter, so it was not a game for the running backs to do anything. True. And like we said, Marvin Jones and Golden Tate 
both sort of benefited from the high volume of passing from Matt Stafford. Green Bay taking on Minnesota. We've kind of pounded Green Bay into the dirt. Harmon, what do you got on Minnesota? Well, I just one more note on Green Bay that I think we really haven't talked about is the running backs. Oh, true. Uh, Aaron Jones was a hot waiver wire ad. Aaron Jones, Ty Montgomery kind of split the work. Jones yep. on the field for 40, 42 plays to 20 for Ty Montgomery. I think with Aaron Rodgers being gone, like I said, it's never a good thing when a running back loses their star quarterback, but you would think that maybe they do involve just a more traditional running game with Jones. So I wouldn't freak out if you've gone and, and added him. Interesting. Uh, it was and, a ru- tough matchup against yeah, Minnesota. Too. Yeah, and on the Vikings side, I mean, there's not too much to say. Jarek McKinnon does look like he is clearly, clearly in place uh, to be a, a potential league winner for fantasy. And, and just the, the resilience of the uh, – of the of the Vikings passing game, Thielen had an awesome game, led the team in targets, nine catches. So if, if Diggs is out for another game, or if he is to miss games later in the season, I mean, Thielen's a, a awesome play, no matter awesome what volume the play. Diggs has got to be a sell high guy. He's got to. Be. Oh, I don't think so. You don't think so? I think it's better that. I mean, they, the same injury hampered him for the entire 2016. I, I think it's better that they let him just miss this game. I would have maybe agreed with you same. if he had gone out there and like tried to power through it and then saw you know five catch. Had one of those games where he has like five catches for. Three or f- three catches for twenty eight yards or something like that on five saying. targets. Like, but it's almost better that he's rested it and they still have their bye coming yeah. up. So okay, all right. Cleveland taking on Houston. Will Fuller sixty two yards and yet another touchdown. Fifth of the season. The guys played three games. Man, Will Fuller is just going ballistic right now with Deshaun Watson. Five touchdowns on eight catches. <laughs> Sustainable. <laughs> I didn't realize it was on eight catches. Yeah. What? Unbelievable. I mean, it's, it's an unsustainable play, pace, but he's still a guy you want to start because you know oh, that, yeah. that's absolutely his ceiling. That's how he's used. And he's Deshaun getting, Watson's got eyes for him, man. Well, I mean, Will Fuller's getting targets in the so red zone funny. and deep targets. Like, that's yeah. that's a fantasy that's a gold yeah, mine. Yeah, that's, right. I mean, if you're, you're, if you're right. only going to catch eight yeah. passes in five games or whatever, you want them to be in the red zone right. and deep targets. And, Which, and, and if he gets 50 catches this year, he's going to th- score 31 touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> it's just math. Some <laughs> math works. Can somebody please touchdown. Can somebody please send the Will Fuller Fuller tape to Steve Sarkeesian for Julio Jones. Uh, Please send that tape to him. Throw it to him in the red zone. Throw it to him deep. That so, sounds like a pretty good plan for Julio show, Jones. Show him the video. So on this game, the Browns are uh, just a fantasy disaster for us. I mean, Duke oh. Johnson, hopefully, he's like the only player you can kind of start. Uh, strangely, he had three catches for negative one yard in this game. But he <laughs> averaged eight yards a carry on the ground. Hope that they might give him more touches in the future. Uh, Ryan Griffin kind of hit as a streamer. He had 52 yards. Um, Nuke and Will Fuller got in the end zone. But this is an offense where we we know what we're getting from the Texans every week. They're on their bye next week, but when they come back again, Lamar Miller, you're starting him. Fuller, uh, Hopkins, you're starting him. Hopkins was lower on the target totem pole, but, like, the the Browns turned it over like crazy, and it was just a game where it was great for Watson to still be efficient and get three TDs in a game when they had, like, three turnovers and a pick six. But. We know what this offense is, and it's great. It is great. New England taking on the Jets franchise. What do you got? Yeah, this uh, that ASJ not- call was BS. By the way, <sighs> I know yeah, that was that would have been a second touchdown too. Total BS. Uh, but you know, Josh McCown came through as a streamer against a, a leaky Patriots defense. To to put it nicely. Yep. Uh, ASJ had had one touchdown at least, so at least you got that one out of him if you started him. True, true. Uh, Eight Matt, catches Matt, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, he tied him and Matt Forte tied for receptions uh, to lead the Jets. Seven of eight. Year. Uh, so Matt Forte came back from an injury. Uh, Elijah McGuire only had 22 rush yards. I think with Forte back, he might take a back seat. Yeah, I was surprised uh, Forte got so much work coming off the turf toe, but yeah. 17, neither, 17 touches. Neither were efficient on the ground, but Forte with the catches 
put up a nice floor. And then we talked about Deion Lewis and Mike Gillisley. Uh, this was a Gronk game, and Chris Hogan had one catch in this game after, like, did he Being get hurt? I saw him take a he big hurt, but he hit. You he said did. He played like 92% yeah. of the snaps. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he, he uh, came back. But, but Brand and Brandon Cooks had, I think, nine targets for 93 yards. This is yeah. the fourth game in, in six games where Cooks has had 85 or more yards, hmm. which is kind of like sneaky reliable. I mean, yeah. yeah the problem is the other two were like Right. I was going to say, <laughs> the, the problem is that when he doesn't hit that, he just completely. Well, I don't know. Is that yeah. is, is that a fair criticism, though? Because that's what all wide receivers No, I mean, it's just – that's. But it's just very. I feel like that's pretty good. The fact that he has had like some stable games are, is a good sign. Yeah, for him. that's a plus. His, his volume is pretty reliable. I mean, he's never going to like hit fifteen targets or something like that. Yeah, but, but, but he's got about eight and nine, seven plus, and four of six games too. I mean, that's what he need. he needs his volume in all those games where he's had seven plus. That's when he's hit the eighty-five plus yards. Interesting. All right, Tampa Bay taking on Arizona. Kind of hit this game pretty hard. But yeah. Harmon, what else you got? I think I think we mostly hit this from there all angles. All right. I mean, Doug Martin is an every week running back start. Like they, I think that's the oh, not the yeah, op- yeah, their offensive identity. San Francisco taking on Washington. Don't feel triggered, franchise. Sorry, but I agree. Doug I Martin feel ever. attacked. <laughs> San Francisco at Washington. Carlos Hyde, seventy-five total yards. He was it was a weird game for Carlos Hyde, but two touchdowns that'll get the job done. Alex Gelhar, what I say mean, you? That's really the only thing we have to the left talked about this game is Carlos Hyde. We had said on the podcast on Thursday this hot hand approach. Hyde was injured. This game would tell us a lot, and it yeah. did. Hyde's still the lead back there. Yeah. Uh, Matt Breda is a good stash, but you, nothing like that. And then as for Washington, I mean, your boy P. Ryan got a uh, receiving touchdown to save his day a little bit, but continues to be inefficient on the ground. Oh, Terrible. Yeah. Chris time. Chris Thompson, I saw, I retweeted this morning. I think it was uh, our pal Ben Gretsch on Twitter said this was his highest uh, snap percentage played. Chris Thompson was this week coming out of the bye. Interesting. So perhaps they're realizing, hey, this guy continues. Hey, to this produce. guy's pretty good. We don't need to play him on like ninety percent of the right. snaps, but let's get him out there for sixty and get him fifteen <laughs> to twenty touches a game. I right. mean, he was only averaging seven point one yards per carry coming into this game. I he did mean. have sixteen carries for thirty three yards. Yeah. That's, but he so did that's, it as a receiver. That's not great, yeah. but um, we'll see what happens when Rob Kelly comes back. But Chris sure. Thompson is is pretty much an every week flex play, I think. It's LCH. We're talking about the <laughs> LA Chargers <laughs> taking on Oakland. They were in the Bay Area. French, what do you got? We talked about Melvin Melvin Gordon. He yeah. led the Chargers in Indeed. receiving. None of their receivers did a lot. Allen Keenan Allen had forty five receptions on five catches. Forty five yards. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Uh, he hasn't scored a touchdown since week one now. Uh, Hunter Henry had a career-high 90 yards on five catches, uh, played 83% of the snaps. So Ooh. He's His playing time's trending up, up in like three yeah. or four weeks in okay. a row now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And All then right. on the Oakland side, like Derek Carr came back with that back injury but was not did not play well. Oh, no, uh, my God. Two he turnovers. He threw a touchdown pass at Crabtree, but, yeah, he had two picks. And then Amari Cooper – Fourth straight single-digit fantasy point game. Again? 28 yards on five. Uh, he had double-digit yards, oh, okay. though, so okay, uh, improvement. 5.7 uh, yards per attempt for Carr in this game. Oh, that is yeah. Their offense wasn't good. Not good. Crabtree's the only one that's really doing anything in that offense. He has, if you throw out their game against Washington, where they got smoked going across the country, he has yeah. 80 yards and/or a touchdown and six catches in every single game. Yeah, Crabtree's an every week starter. You got to bench Cooper, Cooper Dilly till he does something, and then. I was just one week early on my Cordero oh my God. long rushing touchdown right? prediction from ahead of week five. He I did it this funny. week. I know. He did that, and I was like, I was looking over at French. I was like, he's not celebrating. And I was like, oh, he missed it by a week. I was like, I was one week early. <laughs> I see. I got you. But now. it happened. It happened. Did it happen? It did. It did happen. Uh, we can find the auto for that if it you happened. want to. Uh, Pittsburgh taking on KC. Uh, Matt Harmon, what do you got here? Yeah, so uh, – the Steelers' offense is still – I mean, outside of Le'Veon Bell is not at really back. Uh, you watch well, your mouth, Brown, mister. Well, I mean, yeah, he never really went away. 
Yeah, so, uh, but I'm saying just in terms of, like, this is not like, all right, they're all back on track. Like, I know Roethlisberger said after the game, like, well, I guess the old cowboy still got it. And after I finished. What? After I finished. Did it really? Yeah, after I finished, <laughs> something like that. And after I finished vomiting under my desk, <laughs> I proceeded to roll my eyes out of the back of my head at him saying that, like. God. What he didn't he didn't look that good. Like, no, well that's what I was gonna say. Like this whole like everybody's like, holy cow, this Antonio Brown catch, what an incredible play! And yes, it's an incredible play by Antonio Brown. But yeah, it should have been, been a pick. Been a pick yeah. Like we should if if the, if Philip Gaines, I think who was the one, it was Gaines, his, which who is of course a disaster of a player. Like if he gets his hands on that pass, it's a pick. It's a pick, and we're now we're panicking about Roethlisberger again because. He's still not good. It legitimately went through his hands, hit him in the face mask, and yeah. Brown was like, oh, one hand, boop, touchdown. So, yeah, Ben, That's funny. get out of here. Old cowboy, give me a break. I don't even know what that – so I'm, I'm very upset about it. You know, it. it's funny, too, because uh, Aaron Rodgers had .72 points total. I think at halftime, Ben Roethlisberger had .92 points. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. It's like, uh, Big Ben, you didn't play that well, brother. Yeah, anyways. Let me move on from that frustrating human being. Anyways, and then on the other side of the ball, uh, the Chiefs. We're not attacking you, French. I'm sorry. I'm not. I don't feel attacked. Okay, good. The Steelers won. I don't care. Slander (laughs) slander them all you want. They still won. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, uh, on the other side of the ball, the uh, Chiefs offense, especially Alex Smith, kind of turned back into a pumpkin in this game. I mean, big time. uh, 34 passes, 246 yards, and, and really at the end of the game, Felt like I felt like it was kind of an unfair spot for Alex Smith because they really needed like an uh, they really needed like an MVP type moment from him yeah. there at the end of the game like sure. when they when they needed that drive but he was also Tyreek Hill was off the field for that like getting checked out for the concussion you know he's missing uh, Conley, Chris Conley for Wilson. the year and I mean you take Albert Wilson out of an offense like it's gonna hurt <laughs> okay. so uh, I, I I just I I think we still know who the guys in the Chiefs. Offenses. I mean, yeah. Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill both had. Seven but can targets. we just can we can we finally start a uh, a conversation about the Pittsburgh defense? Because I yeah. I just feel like they're legit. I I just feel like if you're taking on Pittsburgh, you should definitely temper expectations for your fantasy assets. Yeah. Uh, in that game, I mean, they have really clamped down on a lot of really good players. So I, I, again, it's it was I think to me it was less about KC playing poorly and what much more about Pittsburgh defense. Uh, Playing really Smith well. Smith did Shut miss some open receivers. Yeah, that's true. Like there was that I forget what the, who was it, Demarcus Robinson or whatever who the yeah, towards somebody the like he was the in the corner, the end zone wide open. I yeah. think I saw somebody else tweeting something that he missed some other ones too. So yeah, they're, they're, they're the, the defense. The only reason the Steelers are four and two. Well, yeah. now I feel attacked. Oh. <laughs> Good. I'm just kidding. Good. I'm trying to attack. Had to get it in. Uh, Sunday Night Football, New York Giants taking on Denver in what was just the craziest, most unpredictable game, Alex Gilhar. I mean, I mean, people thought that the Giants were just going to get better. We we talked about it right before the game at our desks. the, The trouble for the Giants was that, like, it, it was every weakness of theirs was a strength of Denver. Right. Like d- the New York couldn't run the ball. Denver had one of the top-ranked run defenses. All the their league. wide receivers were All gone. their wide receivers are injured. Denver has one of the best cornerback groups in the league. Right. Like, just – and, uh, you know, d- the New York Giants have uh, typically a strong cornerback secondary, but they had benched one of their best players. They had suspended him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then uh, – so it would – but it came out – they got the – the Giants got the Broncos off script. They were able to run the ball a lot. Eli only threw the ball 19 times. Evan Ingram – Proved he's going to be good. I mean, yeah, he was yeah. an every week volume, starter. Volume, volume. Got the volume back. Was a matchup uh, guy to beat. Uh, with the Broncos getting off script, they only ran the ball uh, 15 times with their backs. C.J. Anderson yeah. nine for 17. Charles five for 19. I wouldn't panic too much about that. Uh, really? The big thing. 
Well, because they got so off script. Yeah. Trevor Simeon threw the ball 50 times. Yeah, but the fact the fact of the matter is, though, that C.J. Anderson and Jamal Charles look like they're in a pretty hefty 50-50 split. What? I, I would be – no, no It reverted back last C- week. This is this is totally different. C.J. Okay. Anderson had like 20-plus touches yeah. in three of the first four games. They, they, right. They, but they, what, the Broncos but even said their quotes, they got so off their game plan, like they couldn't run the ball to do what they wanted to. They couldn't, you know, get the stops to, to stop the Giants from running the ball. I mean, uh, the bigger note, though, is that Emmanuel Sanders left the game with an ankle injury. Good point. Uh, x-rays were negative. He's getting an MRI. It looked pretty bad, though, the way he got it twisted under there. Yeah. yeah. Demarius Thomas, though, 14 targets, 133 yards, and 10 catches. Yeah. So he's he's still going to be a good locked-in guy. This could put maybe, like, Benny Fowler on the radar if Sanders misses some time. Okay. He's produced a little bit this year. Had eight targets in this game. But True. Maybe A.J. Derby. Maybe A.J. Derby. <laughs> I'm just I'm just not panicking on the backfield because the, okay. the Broncos got so off script so early. Yeah, and the Giants still have a very good run defense, too. They still have a, good, I, they have a lot of good players. Well, it's yeah. notable that Devontae Booker got out there. Yeah, played 78 receiving yards. Yeah, he 13 of his plays came in the uh, fourth quarter, right. so I, I guess that's notable. But at the same time, I'm I'm a little bit maybe more leaning towards Coe's side that I think that's something to – to definitely be a little worried about, but not freak freak out about. I wouldn't. I w- I'm not freaking out, but I. I'm. It's not like you're gonna. It's hard to trade running backs. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Today, but out, I, I just. I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying though, C.J. Anderson to me, and you know, I love C.J., but it's just siege. It's just it's hard because he's under. I siege. think he's under siege because uh, <laughs> you know because you know Devontae they, Booker and because of Jamal Charles yeah, seem yeah, to yeah. be getting a lot of work. You know who in they the play backfield. next week though is the Chargers. Okay, that, that should, should be a good get right game where they. Can yeah. Establish the run early. Could be. Yeah, you're right. All right, let's do daily daps and get out of here. Daps. 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 Da, 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 we like daps. daily daps. All right. <laughs> that was good. Alex Gellar, what you got? Uh, I have to dap the Black Panther trailer. Uh, the they Marvel, got a new one coming yeah, out? Yeah, it okay. came out this morning. Ooh. I was I was having a little cereal, having some water before I biked to work, and I was scrolling through Twitter, and it was like, new Black Panther trailer. I was like, yeah. oh, yes, please. And it Show looks back. phenomenal. All it's right, got great. such a good cast. It looks amazing. Is this another superhero it, movie? Yes, it comes out in I February, and superhero. it's going to be awesome. <laughs> Why do you hate them? Just There's too many of them? Inundated? Have a new idea. Yeah, I hear you. Please. I hear what you're saying. That being said, Thor Ragnarok does look like it's going to be a fun movie. Mm. Yeah, no? it looks awesome. So I'm, sick, I'm sick Black of Black Panther also looks movies. awesome, too, because uh, in all these superhero movies, they have not had a lot of great representation of people of color True. and stories like that. So Black Panther is one that is featuring a phenomenal cast of African-American actors from it's great Mr. Point. Biopic himself, Chadwick Boseman, to right. Michael B. Jordan, to... Yep. Danny Garay from uh, The Walking Dead, and like just it's got everybody. It looks awesome. I'm sure it'll be a good movie, but I'm still gonna roll my eyes. <laughs> Cry me a river. Go watch another sitcom <laughs> on, on television. I will. All right, Matt Harmon. What do you the got? New idea. Young Sheldon is that the one you're? Is that oh, uh, no? Don't. <laughs> now I feel attacked. <laughs> gonna watch another sitcom where two of the main characters fall in love and then break uh, up. Wow, real original. Those touch Harmon's heart. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Uh, so oh. this weekend I was I was down I in San Diego. I feel like Matt Diego. Harmon really got his got his feelings hurt there. Uh, we, yeah, he's yeah. been attacked now. I'm attacked. Yeah. So this so this weekend I was <laughs> I'm really feeling attacked. Uh. So this weekend I was down in San Diego uh, and I went to an outrageously good brunch spot. Oh, okay. Uh, friend of the show, friend of friend of mine, uh, TJ Hernandez from Four for Four, yeah. lives down there, and he was able to. Passed this recommendation along to to me and actually met us up met up with us while we were down there called Great Maple down in San Diego. I mean, holy crap! I never felt more full in my entire life. <laughs> they have these like maple bacon donuts that you get for the table, really good. This like French toast that we got for the table, holy hell! And just 
everybody's food. It was one of those things where I was like, I kind of want to eat everything that you guys have. Did you guys get a California burrito while you were down there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? Late at night. Okay, good. After some beverages. For those oh, – good, perfect. Uh, water. <laughs> lots of water. For those, for those folks who have never had a San Diego California burrito, let me tell you, it is a carne asada burrito <sighs> stuffed with Stop. French fries inside. Yeah. What? It is – so good. And let me tell you, 2.30 in the morning, it was good. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not the biggest so. fan of California burritos. Oh, good. come on. Come on, man. I feel really? attacked. No. Oh. The fries are so Attack weird. him. The fries are so weird in there. Let, it's, let, let me put it to you this way. You need to get you need to get the right kind of fries. It can't be like thick steak fries. It's got to be like thin, yeah. oh, yeah. thinner fries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and really well cooked. Skinny fries. Yeah, that's a, Skinny that's fries a, well cooked. That's a good take. But it, this, this place was legi- legitimately awesome. Like, not 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 many times do I just want, like, want to stand up at the end of a meal and like applaud the place, but that's that's how I felt. <laughs> I can't happened. I can't stop talking about it. I, I haven't eaten since. I've been so full. <laughs> uh, that's I love it. Franchise, what do you got? Uh, I went to game one of the NLCS on Saturday. Ooh. Dodgers Cubs. Nice. The atmosphere at playoff baseball games is like nothing. It's else special. In sports. It's so fun. Yasiel Puig like lit the roof, like blew the roof off the place. Yeah. Like he energized the whole thing with a double, like in the middle of the game, and then hit tongue wagging and a whole. Dude, thing. the bat flip on the double <laughs> was unnecessary, but he's so much fun, and like he's yeah. one of those guys that just his swag makes you. Like it just energizes the I whole place. It was view, awesome. If he wants to man. bat flip off, yeah, he double bat flip. People, Let's people are you know upset with his antics, but I'm yeah. he's just out there having fun doing what he loves. So that was awesome. And then they won Perfect. game two on a walk off home. Oh, I was about hours. to dap that. Oh so, yeah. yeah. Oh sorry. I won't, no, 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 I won't no. steal your thunder. No, 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 no. Please, it was I was cool to be there. And then uh, the new Beck album came out Friday. It's called Colors. Interesting. And uh, I think it's one of the best albums of the okay. year. So check that out. I was gonna say quick side note on like people getting angry when guys bat flip or celebrate. And stuff like they're playing sports. This is a game. They're having fun. It's yeah. what they love to do. Get yeah. like get off your you know social justice. Are you, oh, the kids like teach them respect. Yeah. Like, don't celebrate. Like how fun have the NFL celebrations yeah. been this year? Duck duck goose. Duck so duck good. goose. The Packers wide receivers the did uh, the cool runnings. The right. Oh right. yeah. Like there was the I like, love the that Eagles one. did the baseball thing. Yes. Like, they're, they're, this it, is so fun. If you find yourself getting. Like that upset about what people do in celebration at a sports event, yes. you need to like reevaluate a lot of yourself. <laughs> yeah, they're entertaining us. Let yeah. them entertain us. It was cool, man. I mean, but if like if like senators pass a bill and then they're up there like dabbing and stuff, like maybe then. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm into set. it. That I'm would be it. awesome. You're into that too. I, I'm into it. I, I think all of us like when we publish articles, we should do the you know the Trump, first down thing. Trump Trump signs a bill and he's like has Mike Pence come up there like taking fake photos of <laughs> no, stuff. Let's not like, do we that. Don't, we don't, <laughs> then maybe we can get upset. These guys are playing sports. Let them have fun. Yeah. Unbelievable. I will give daily daps to uh, to. Red Turner, who hit that uh, game-winning uh, walk-off Giants fan. Oh yeah, exactly. Man, what a beard that guy has! It's, it's unbelievable. So, it's so I'm beautiful. so jealous of his beard. <laughs> of course, that is the would. beard I want. You have <laughs> beard envy of s- another person. <laughs> have you seen this guy's yeah, beard? But have it's you unbelievable. Like, I know, seriously. He's on. Un- he's unbelievable in postseason play. Too. Yeah, it's been cool, man. It's been very, very cool. All right, producer Chris, what do you got? You know, despite all the Big Ben bashing that happened today, yes. it, it, I'm bashing. not saying it. I'm not saying it is warranted, but daps to the quarterback class of 2004 because I think we were trying to run Eli and Rivers and Big Ben out of the league point. last week. They all go on the road against AFC West teams you know and win. That's the three and zero. 
So wow. deaths to point. those guys. Trends. And then I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah that's right. a trend. Well, good for them. I'm still trying to run them out yeah. of the league. And also, <laughs> hey, also, I feel attacked. also, deaths to this movie. I saw Nocturnal Animals. Oh, it's a good movie. It's a good okay. movie. Yeah, Amy I saw Adams, it on HBO right? Go. Yeah, a- Amy Adams and okay. Gyllenhaal. Haven't I know it's seen it. a little late, but it's pretty good. All right, there you go. Amy Adams looks uh, looks attractive in that movie. I haven't seen it. She looks. That's uh, James Coe's review. I saw good. Jake Gyllenhaal at a cafe. Holly, Amazon Holly, movie review. Hollywood actress. True story. Looks attractive. <laughs> what a <laughs> thanks, take. Thanks, James. <laughs> well, I'm just saying she glams it up in that movie. She's not usually that glammed up, right? That Jake Gyllenhaal, nope, no quite comment. handsome. Oh, I, oh that man, Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake. Listen, yeah. A j- franchise and his, wi- and his soon-to-be wife yeah. saw him at the cafe, he was saying, and both were tilting. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal was <laughs> with his mom tilting. eating breakfast. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Right behind us. Oh, wow. Like, we went to our seats and, like, we lo- my fiance got up to go to the bathroom and she like was walking right past him. We didn't know till she got up and I looked over and I was like, "It's Jake Gyllenhaal." And she did a complete 180 and didn't go to the bathroom and came back to me and was like, "Oh my god!" And I was like, "I know." And then we tilted the entire rest of the meal. They're like, we were like, "Is he looking? Is he looking? What's he doing?" Like, we have to look do- look great. impressive. Li- living that's in so LA great. is just I love it. You know, I love it. All right, so there you go. That's your show for producer Chris, for Matt Franchise, for. Matt Matt Harmon and the Wizkid from Wisconsin, Alex Gelhar. I am James Coe. We'll see you. See you later. You go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it irish spring body wash and bar soap fresh green irish shop now at a store near you Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.